Here's everything you need to know for this Aloha Wednesday. It's KHON to go. And now with KHON to weather, Chris Latronic. Aloha my Kako, it is 6.53 on this Aloha Wednesday. We're getting over the hump, but we're getting our trades back. And that's the good news. Things are going to ramp up to around 25 miles per hour. So some breezy conditions with our natural AC turned up. But also still seeing some cloudy conditions as well as some uh, remnants of the rain from that cold front that's still just stationary over Kauai, but is also dissipating with our trade winds uh, building back and keeping us cool. Taking a look outside, you still see a mix of the high clouds as well as some low-level clouds associated with the upper-level trough that was given the adverse conditions and that cold front that's been passing by. So you can see a little bit better in our satellite radar and you can see it thinning out a little bit more. So that's some good news. Uh, that means the weather is going to be a little bit better. Uh, now those heavier rains that we saw from yesterday. Kauai still prone. We've been seeing around 70 to 80 percent chance of rain for the early morning and then dissipates to around 50, uh, 60 to 50 throughout the afternoon to evening hours for Kauai. So you're still going to have the biggest chance of rain, even a slight chance of thunderstorms for this early morning. Uh, but definitely a lot better than we saw from yesterday. The rest of the island chain to the east are going to see just typical trade winds and mostly trade showers are going to be prevalent. Let's take a look what's going on with our Doppler radar. You can see that just a few, most of that being pulled offshore and I'm moving with that nice east-northeast tra trade wind trend is what we like to see. Satellite radar, a future satellite radar, you can see it dissipate even more so into tomorrow and even into Thursday. Things will be getting better with those trade winds keeping things a little bit, a uh, little bit drier. That's until around Friday then we should see another cold front come into play and then around Tuesday another one but we'll have a better idea as that gets closer. For now though we want to know what's about the surf so let's check in with Gary Keeley from the Surf News Network. He's got everything you need to know on this uh, swell that's coming in right now. Good morning GQ. What's the haps bro? Hey good morning Chris. Well it's still four to six feet but this north angle is making most spots now eh, with poor shape and the conditions aren't the best because of the northeast tilted trade so it's kind of sideshore yeah, but it is least top of the list at six feet out there at Makaha. It's not pulling in a whole lot of north rapids three feet maybe, and uh, occasional south pulse. Yep, town is up. There's longer lines, but the lulls are ridiculous. One to two, maybe a two and a half later. Uh, Diamond had one to two plus. Sandy's and Makapu'u are both up to three feet, thanks to these mixes of all the swells from the north to south and trade wind angles. High surf advisory is still up just to be safe for the north-facing shores from Ni'ihau to Maui. Small craft advisory due to the strong trades through tomorrow. The high tides right now but it's only half a foot then it goes to a minus low tide at one o'clock sun's going to set 6:43 and rise a minute earlier at 6:32 as the dawn patrols get earlier here is today's need to know supreme court nominee ketanji brown jackson is once again defending her record on day three of her confirmation hearings a new gallup poll shows a majority of americans support her with 58 percent saying the senate should vote in favor of her historical nomination president biden is heading to europe at a critical moment in the war in ukraine the president will be meeting with allies in brussels later today the four-day trip includes a visit to poland on friday with safe travels ending on Friday in Hawaii, what will happen to those thermal scanners and other expensive equipment at the airports? Lawmakers would like to see them repurposed after the state spent $27 million of federal funds for them. And electric guns may soon be sold on Oahu. The city says issues with background checks for sellers was responsible for the delay that may be resolved and permits could be issued as soon as today. 
will continue to follow up. City officials are expected to give an update today on the investigation into a deadly officer-involved shooting in Kalihi. Last August, officers were responding to a call when they say a man rushed them with a machete and they were forced to open fire. Today, the Honolulu City Council's Zoning and Planning Committee will consider several amendments to a bill that would make significant changes to the rules for short-term rentals. The bill has already passed its second reading. The Board of Water Supply has briefed lawmakers on a draft water shortage plan. Officials predict the Aea Halava system will be in critical supply by the summer and the Honolulu system will be in alert. And Hawaiian Electric crews will be doing utility work again today on Kauka Boulevard in Waipio. Two lanes will be closed near Uke'e Street. Hawaii residents are feeling the pain at the pump as gas prices keep rising while the situation in Ukraine continues to intensify. So what relief, if any, is in sight? Joining us this morning with an update is Hawaii Congressman Ed Case. Good morning, Congressman. How are you doing this morning? I'm great. It's, I'm home and it's great to be home for just a week before I have to go back to D.C. Now, first off, you wrote a letter to the president trying to get a waiver on the Jones Act. Explain the importance of that and how it could help with gas prices. Well, before Russia's invasion of Ukraine, um, just a month ago now, we were importing, importing somewhere in the range of 25, even 30 percent of our total fossil fuels from Russia directly from international sources. And one of the main reasons we did that and do that is because of the Jones Act, a federal law which restricts the shipping uh, between U.S. ports, so that the mainland to Hawaii for alternatives to fossil fuels, uh, to international, to uh, just a very, very small number of ships. And it makes it very, very difficult to get that shipping. In fact, the estimates are three to four times the cost of shipping for a shorter distance than to bring oil from, from overseas. And so, you know, if you if you take if you take three to four times that cost, and you and you do what we had to do, what we did do rightly, which was to which was to ban the import of, of Russian oil, uh, and we had that kind of constraint in our supply, and we were forced into other markets, uh, we should be able to access uh, shipping that is not three to four times more expensive. And that's what I asked the president to do. I said, look. We can argue over the Jones Act and whether it's good or not for Hawaii. Personally, I don't think it is good for Hawaii. But in this particular situation, it's particularly not good for Hawaii. And so let's just, you know, lift the Jones Act for the duration of the Ukraine emergency. I haven't heard back from the from the president yet. I'm, I'm hoping that he will see it our way. Um, I have heard from the Jones Act shippers who are, frankly, uh, telling me things that um, I don't I don't agree with. They're saying there's plenty of tankers in the United States to service I mean, oil deliveries, and, and those tankers are allocated elsewhere. Now, you're talking about banning Russian oil crude imports, gas prices rising. Also, Hawaiian Electric said recently that utility bills would increase by 10% on Oahu, 20% on Maui and Hawaii Island. How long can Hawaii residents expect this to last? Well, you know, nobody knows how long, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We've got two factors going on in terms of our actual energy um, here in Hawaii, whether it be our electricity or our or our gas. Uh, but we we had major inflation going on even before Ukraine came along, so we've seen that kind of escalation. Gas has been one of the highest impacted and energy generally uh, of any of the inflation areas in the, in our country for a year plus now. And obviously, that, that's, that's due to a lot of factors, a complicated. Uh, some of it is COVID. Some of it is coming out of COVID. Some of it is supply chain disruption, all of which we're trying to work on on the national level to get that inflation 
under control. And then you compound that with Ukraine, which, um, you know, Russia is a major exporter of energy. And so if you disrupt the supply of, of uh, fossil fuel-related energy um, in the world, um, you're going to see price increases. So you, you really have a two factors going on, and, and it's going to last for a long time. And, and I don't know what that long time is. It may not be a long time, but it certainly is something that we have to prepare for. Now it's a reality we have to build into our budgets. Um, and I think that um, I think we'll I think we will see an end to it. But as to when, um, I don't know. But I think it does, again, uh, reflect uh, the need to move away from fossil fuel based energy. You look at an island like Kauai, which has been working very, very hard for decades now to wean themselves off and they pretty much have and they're not feeling the same effects. And so that's a lesson to the rest of the state and the world. And that was your morning news. Find all these stories and more on KHON2.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Then tune in right back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. for everything you need to know with KHON2Go.